everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Under Adria's Wings podcast, Life After Loss. So today we're going to talk about what grief looks like in children. Uh, as you know, the Under Adria's Wings organization is um, geared towards helping children ages 5 to 17 um, on their grief journey. So I thought it was very imperative to speak about what grief may look like in children throughout different stages. So grief is different from everyone, of course, but grief in children can be uh, pretty tricky because you don't always recognize it ahead of time. And then a lot of times, you know, just like adults, though, kids don't know that they're grieving. And because, you know, the ki- they're still children. They're still going through the identity stages, trying to figure out who they are, um, what's life about, pretty much. And then life happens, right? They lose their parents or they lose someone close to them. So when you're younger, when you're like a toddler or, you know, a young kid, uh, they tend to have a hard time understanding that death is permanent so initially if you tell them okay well you know your mom isn't coming back or whatnot um they you know they accept it for the most part but then you know don't be surprised if like a month or two later they may say well hey when is she coming back or is she at least going to show up for the party because you got to look at it too like in in cartoons and on TV, YouTube videos or whatnot, cartoons rather. Um, when someone like dies, they come back to life a lot of times in those situations on cartoons. So if a kid is seeing that, they can, you know, they can't separate. So at times they um, feel as though that person may be coming back. And until time goes on and it eventually sets in. And then once that happens, um, that's when you really have to look for more um, more signs of grieving. Like small kids can start wetting the bed, um, seeking more attention, especially um, doing things to act out because they need attention, because they want the attention that they're missing from that parent or that person um, who who they lost. So um, also they can um, start having trouble in school. Their grades can start slipping or just any kind of circumstances that surround it. But a lot of times because children are still so so young and impressionable and they're so innocent right a lot of times they don't understand what's going on within their body and within their minds and they can't put it into words so that's why it's important for adults older kids parents everyone surrounding the the kid or the children to be open and talk about their grief and what it may look like so that when they have these feelings and they're unsure where they're coming where they're coming from 
or why they're having it, you know, they can revert back to a conversation that was had amongst uh, an older adult about how they may be feeling during times, uh, if that makes sense. So, I mean, it's imperative to have the conversations. And trust me, I know that it's hard to talk about it because as the, the living guardian, the living adult or the living caretaker in that child's life, it's hard for you too because there was a connection to that person who is deceased as well. But um, opening up and talking about it can definitely help both of you, can help everyone involved, help the entire family. So, you know, feelings don't start to get repressed and suppressed and, you know, so it's, it's open. So the kid also won't feel like they're, they're different, you know, and that's another thing with grief. Some, some children feel like they don't have anybody to talk to who, who they can relate to, who, who just understands. And a lot of kids, when you're in school, a lot of kids still have their parents, right? A lot of kids still have their caretakers. And if you have events at school like muffins with mom or donuts with dad or whatnot, and that kid is missing that parent and their peers still have that parent in their life, they may feel like they have no one who can relate to them. So it's imperative. I can't stress that enough. I may sound like a broken record, but it's imperative to leave those lines of communication open. It's also beneficial to find therapy, to find peer groups of kids who are going through similar the similar situation that that grieving child is also so they can feel like they're not alone. And a lot of times um, kids, they, they battle their grief alone because they just don't know. Um, so there's resources out there my organization helps with it to just to help um, families and the kids be able to get through the grieving process. And there are many other different ways that kids can grieve, like as they get older or if a teenager loses their, their parent or, you know, someone close to them, you know, they can act out, you know, it can uh, rebel or they can, their grades can start slipping too. Or they can just shut completely down. And at times, the caretaker may not not know how to deal with it, may not know what to do or whatnot, or may not even recognize that it's grief because a lot of times the kid is not going to come out and say, oh, I miss my mom, that's why I'm angry. Oh, I miss my dad, that's why I'm angry. It's going to be like a lashing out towards the, the person who's still living and still there with them. So what we tend to do is, is take it personally without realizing like, man, this lashing out is probably, you know, one of the, uh, you know, a grief spell that's coming, coming on. And maybe it's a moment that, that she misses, um, he or she misses her parent. And what I like to do and what I suggest doing too, I'd like to keep a conscious, um, uh, memory or, or remember around holidays, around birthdays, around uh, big events that maybe that that um, that child and the parent were big on. So around that time, if you notice a shift 
or a change in that child. You know, you'll look at the calendar and say, oh, well, this is coming up. Mother's Day is coming up. Father's Day is coming up. Let me go in there and talk or let me do something or ask how, you know, he or she may be feeling during this time and just make that kid feel um, like they're like they're seen. So a lot of times they may not feel seen. They may not feel understood. And we all know a that can be the complete opposite. Now you do have some kids who who it really doesn't affect. Like I said, grief is is different for everyone. Some kids may look like they're thriving, right? They may keep their grades up and they may, you know, continue to do great extracurricular activities and things of that nature. And a lot of times and what I've heard is that they do it because they don't want to let their parent down, you know. It's like, oh, I'm going to make my mom proud. I'm going to make my dad proud of me. I know she's looking down on me and she's smiling. And that, and they add pressure to themselves, you know, and they go hard. They go extremely hard because they do not want to let their uh, deceased loved one down. And a lot of times, sometimes that can lead to burnout. Um, and it may not happen right away. It may be years. And then that kid just burnt out because they've been trying to prove to themselves and to their, their angel in heaven that they were going to, they're going to make them proud and sometimes losing focus on who they are. And I mean, you got to think about it as teenagers, you know, we're already trying to figure out who we are. So to have that loved one, that person who created you, gave you life to leave like that can put like a halt on your identity phase. So then in preteens, the same thing. Um, grief can look, can just look so, so, it's so different in kids. And it's why I started this organization because I want to be able to put a magnifying glass on what grief can look like because it's tricky. It's tricky in adults. <laughs> uh, for me, grief was, man, I didn't even recognize what it was until years later. And a lot of times in the beginning, I didn't allow myself to grieve. So what happened was that grief and the, the feelings just came tumbling down on me. At, it felt like it felt like at one time. And I went through a period of isolation and, and it's, it's hard when you feel like you don't have anybody to uh, talk to, or you feel like you don't want to be a burden to every, to anyone else by dumping your emotional uh, mess on them. And this, and that's how, that's how I was thinking, right? It's not an, an emotional mess. It's not a burden to people who love you. It, but when you're in those moments and when you're in those feelings of grief, your your thoughts take over and your your thoughts tell you things that aren't true. So you look at yourself as a Debbie Downer or or things of that nature. So you go into isolation because, you know, you don't want to be bothered and you don't want people to um, weigh on you. And you also don't want to bring your energy around other people. But most times it's just like, I don't want to be bothered. Just being honest. But that goes along with kids too. A lot of times 
uh, especially in teenagers and preteens, they go through that period period of isolation already <laughs> being teenagers. You know, you have teenagers, they go into their room and they stay secluded. But in, when you're grieving as a teenager, as a child, and you're, you're in that room by yourself or whatnot, that's when the, the thoughts can take over. And you know what they say, uh, uh, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. And I'm going to say it again. <laughs> That's why it is so important to make sure that you, you, if you're the caretaker or if you're the kid listening to this, just monitor your thoughts, monitor your feelings, monitor things that are going on within you. Um, journal about it, write about it, talk about it. Um, the caretaker, look, this try to be mindful of of that kid, and I know that it's hard because there was there was probably a connection between a deceased loved one with you and then now you have the child by yourself or whatnot. But for everybody to get through it in a healthy way, it just has to be a lot of togetherness. No one should have to um, suffer alone. And I know a lot of times we don't like to talk about it because it's hard. It's heavy, right? But the longer that we keep it bottled in, the longer that we don't want to talk about the hard things, uh, the the more severe the consequences can be in the long run. So you want to sort of, you know, gather what you can and keep a good balance of of just the grief in in life. It's all about balance. So if you can balance it in a healthy way, that is so beneficial to your mental, to your physical, to your spiritual, to every part of your being. And along the way, and as time goes on, you will become, and the kid will become more comfortable with their grief. Because uh, as far as I know, my mom's been deceased 13 years, my brother 14. Uh, I don't, like I said in the first episode, I don't see a finish line. Grief is ongoing. Um, grief is something that will probably never leave you or myself or no one. So it's, you might, as, you might as well get comfortable with it. You might as well find a good balance with it because like it's, it's not going anywhere. And it's, it doesn't always have to be a bad thing either. Once you're comfortable, once you're, once you're, once you open up, and once you find your tribe who you can confide in, and who you can trust, and who you can cry with, and who you can um, do things together, once you find that good tribe and you keep it, it'll make this whole journey just a whole lot better. And my goal is just to, just to stress that to anybody to everybody whoever's listening to this like just you don't have to do this alone especially if you're a, ch a child a teenager there are your family your friends you are loved you are worthy and we're here um and that's how i would like to uh wrap it up today and like i said if you know of any kid or any child children ages 5 to 17 who will benefit from our program if they lost a parent or a guardian 
please reach out to us and we'll definitely um, do what we can to help. Or even if you don't know where to begin, just just start. Just reach out. Underadriawings.com is the um, the email. I'm sorry, the website. Or you can reach out to us via email at info at underadriaswings.com. But just know that we're here. You don't have to do it alone. If you're the caretaker, we also have resources and ways to help you as well. We just want this grief journey to be as as beneficial, as normal, as whatever <laughs> as possible for you and then the children. So on that note, I would like to leave with a quote. Um, and the quote is, grief is like the ocean. It comes in waves, ebbing and flowing. Sometimes the water is calm and sometimes it is overwhelming. All we can do is learn to swim. And that's by Vicki Harrison. So until next time, have a great evening. Have a great day. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next week with another episode. And peace.